Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. We are here. We are in the 2024. I can't even believe that. It uh, twists myself into a knot trying to get that out. But uh, to help me get that out is my co-host, Mr. Adam, the Professor BB. I'm Barry Johnston. Hello, Barry Johnston. Uh, Always happy to help you work one out. Um, I, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, uh, it is now I'm tongue tied in, in 24, uh, which is not that, uh, unusual anyway, but, uh, yes, happy new year. Once again, it's, uh, it's here. We're waiting into, uh, 2024 and you know, it's the future when we were kids, the year 2000 was so crazy and so far away. Uh, and now it is, um, of course, you know, uh, in the year 2000, I was only, uh, uh, you know, four years old. So, but regardless, um, <laughs> well, that's about right. Yeah. You remember, I'm uh, good. I'm good. I'm good. Do you remember the, uh, the Conan when oh, Conan, yes. Conan would do in the year, is it 2000? In the year 2000. In yes. Year 2000. That was, uh, that yeah. was entertainment the, when we were yeah, kids. Dude. And what was beautiful is they, after the year 2000, they kept going, you know, they kept yeah, yeah. doing it in the year 2000, <laughs> yeah. which is yeah. so it's great. Good, dude. Yeah. It's brilliant writing, you know, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant stuff. So um, good. dude, speaking so, of good writing, yeah. I don't know if we've talked about this, but I've discovered a new favorite show of mine, a new favorite television series. And I'm a little bit late to the game, but boy, I tell you what. Uh, I uh, I love Ted Laszlo. Oh, isn't that great, dude? I uh, mean, uh, it's, look, special. it's special. It's special. It is special, dude. Everybody said how it was good, you know, and that's uh, great. You know, I like hearing that stuff's good. You know, this quality stuff, but nobody said anything uh, to me or I've seen anywhere about how how beautiful and how uplifting it was yeah it really it really is it's like so many times you like it's got it's funny it's got drama but it's always got this great just you know up you just feel lighter afterwards you feel like you know the growth or something i don't know you just feel yeah. you know as long as you can uh, as if you, as long as you don't mind some f bombs yeah um then i highly recommend you go super wholesome and check that show out uh, it, besides the, well not, ex- not exactly wholesome but like oh i think it is man the moral of it is so yeah yeah, yeah. just like heartfelt and just yeah. like it's it's a gut it's a gut punch show. it's yeah. like it's like it punches you in so many different oh, yeah. areas, man. Oh, yeah. So it's the writing is just so it, 
it, to me, it's original. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, Sudeikis is so good. His character yep. is so good. Yep. And I yep. think, if I'm not mistaken, he's got a lot to do with the overall writing and mm-hmm. the idea. Uh, well, yeah, it, he, with the idea and Coach Beard, uh, his uh, second, his you know, his right hand man. Uh, the actor that plays Coach Beard is the, is the other creator and main writer of the show as I well. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. great. Oh, the whole yeah, cast dude. is fantastic, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And like, you know, the guy who plays Roy Kent yes, is, yes. you know, uh, he's a comedian. <laughs> is he? Okay. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. He, okay. And a podcast host. Okay. You know, as well as an actor and everything. But you would never think, I mean, no. his character is just so. Yeah. It's his character is so awesome, dude. Yeah. All the all the characters are awesome. Like out, you you start off not liking a lot of them, yeah. And some of them take turns, uh, but they all have these great growth and um, you know character development throughout. Yeah. What season uh, are you on? Just, oh, I finished it, dude. Oh, good. Yeah, so do we. And I cool. plowed right through. Nice, it so nice. Dude, I, just could, I could not stop. Hey, I, t- I, I tell you what else is good is the new Fargo. Uh, oh yeah! Oh, dude, she—the uh, girl that is in uh, Ted Lasso. Um, oh, what is her her name? She's the she's the real th- thin chick that is like uh, super bubbly and like. She, oh, uh, she, Juno Temple is the actress's okay, name. Okay, yeah, she's yeah. dude. She's in it. She plays the the lead. She's so good. It's it's uh, John Hamm. Also, he plays the, uh, oh, wow. the the male lead. It's so good, man. It's it's. Uh, they lost me a little bit with the last season. It was in Kansas City. I don't know if you watched that or St. Louis, one of the two. But it's like it just lost that thing, you know. They decided to go back up north and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you know, dance with the girl that that got them there. So uh, mm-hmm. great, great stuff. Great writing and shot really well. I mean, you know, technology nowadays, man, like with, with these series that we get, there's, they're every bit of a movie. It's an eight hour movie, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So absolutely. good. Cool. So all right. Good. Well, Hey, that's our uh, required, uh, recommend recommendations corner. <laughs> <laughs> take it or leave it. Yeah. Yeah. Take it or leave it. You know, um, I'm going to have to get into Fargo. I, you know, I'm, I've been hesitant because I am a, um, uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of the Coen Brothers. Oh wow! Um, yeah, I know that's a hot take right okay. there. Okay. Okay. Um, did you I, you weren't a fan of the original Fargo? No, nah, not so much. Okay. Um, not so much. It was okay, you know. Okay. Um, but you know, I mean, now I I I loved Barton Fink and um, the uh, Word for Arthur, Oh Brother Word for Arthur. Those are really good. Yep. Uh, as well, but yep. like. The majority of their other movies, man, just I don't know. And I, I it, it, it's not that I think that they're bad. Yeah, it's just that they don't. I don't click with them. Yeah. Um. You know. So it's not like you know. I don't. It's just you know. I'm not a big fan of the of the Lebowski, uh, or wow, or any of the yeah yeah. I know. I know. And I try, but it's just yeah. It just that they don't click with me. The only re- and, and the only reason that I liked Oh Brother, uh, Oh Brother, is because the music was fan- was phenomenal. Yeah, sure. Uh, and Barton Fink, which was like their first or was their second, I think, um, was so I don't know. It was that was a really good movie, and I think that's one of theirs that gets overlooked quite a bit. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know, but 
but yeah, I'll have to check out Fargo because cool. I yeah. know it's not directly related to them. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, it's amazing ca- actors are, and creators involved with that. So, yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Well, speaking of. Uh, some amazing creators and music and everything. Uh, today's guest, this week's guest, is my friend Todd Warner. And uh, Todd is, uh, I've known Todd for about a decade now, about 10 years from my North Carolina days. And um, he is, he's hes joining us. He's, he's sharing a story um, from Savannah that I've been waiting on, on tenterhooks to hear for quite a long time. And also he's uh, put out a new EP with his uh, new music uh, project called dead halos. And it is also, it's really, really good. Um, so we're going to talk to Todd a little bit about that as well as about this really weird thing that happened in, uh, in, in his life in Savannah. And also you're going to hear um, uh, from his lovely wife, Brenda, who is just um, just awesome on her own. Right. And uh, we'll have to have her on to share some stories because she's a, she's a, she's, she's a storyteller. All right. So anyway, <clears throat> for the first time in 2024, Todd, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? I think I told. Do you remember this at all? Did I tell you this? You have never told me this, and I've tried to get. I I, I know you, um, we've talked about it, and I know at one point you had started to kind of like tell me, but like, um, you just kind of like. You you you're like nah nah I just you know I think you you went off, you kind of like drifted off into thought about it and I think whatever it was really uh, it seemed like it affected you and I wasn't going to push it um, or at least maybe you know at that time you it was still fresher because I mean that would have been a while back but uh, but you had no you haven't told me all I know is just a, a tiny little bit. Uh, and so, uh, and which is great because, uh, that means I can react and then, uh, and, and, and Barry knows nothing at all. I know nothing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can't, I try to keep him in the dark. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, well, it's, I mean, I'll preface it with, um, it's, I don't tell a lot of people the story because it's, it's just, I, I like okay, they're just gonna think I'm completely insane, you know. Like, cause it's. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much. I mean, I'm an atheist. I don't really believe in. You know, I believe in science, kind of, and this whatever this experience was, it was not like anything I'd ever seen before or since. Like, I can't explain it, it but it happened. Um, uh, so yeah. It, it, I was with Brenda and her family. I think it was the first time I had met her family because they or they came over from Ireland and England to visit for the first time. We were living in Georgia, and um, we in this place called St. Simons Island, Georgia. Uh, it was like an hour from Savannah, so we would go up there a lot. Now, I just went down there. It's beautiful. Oh, Yeah. I love that town. Yeah, uh, I, I just want to quickly apologize for the uh, 
any of the, the clattering sound that you may have heard a minute or so ago, my cat uh, uh, knocked over my mic. So. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, carry on. Um, yeah, so we just drove, we drove up to Savannah. It was about an hour away from where we were living, and uh, it was a beautiful day, like Saturday afternoon, I think, and we're walking around. Uh, it's me, Brenda, Brenda's mom, uh, both of Brenda's, both Brenda's younger sister and older sister, mm-hmm. her older sister's partner, and their newborn child. Well, not you know, he was a yeah. tiny kid. Um, and we're walking around, uh, just like the shopping area. That's like. Yeah, it's parallel to River Street, like a couple. Yeah. Yeah. You remember the, yeah, the yeah. name? Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I don't. No, but it's <laughs> like Broad Street or something, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're on Broad sounds... Street, Todd. We're on Broad yeah. Street. One up from River Street. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Shopping district. Um, yeah, we're we're just walking around. Um, it's you know beautiful weather, sunny mid-afternoon on like a Saturday or something and um, lots of people around not really like an eerie you know it wasn't a foggy eerie night at 3 a.m. or anything like that but um, um, and we were all surprisingly sober (laughs) (laughs) Um, for a couple more hours than anybody Um, they decide they want some coffee and so we go to this Starbucks, um, and it was on the corner of a, a inter- you know, it was a, on a corner, big glass. The whole front was glass, and uh, the whole family goes in to get coffee. I went. I was like, I'm going to smoke a cigarette outside, and they had these tables and chair, little metal tables and chairs. Uh, sitting on the sidewalk, I sit down at one, and to my left, I'm kind of like my back facing the coffee shop, and kind of to my left, the, at the next table, uh, there's a, well, there's a table here, and then there's a chair, and then there's the next table, and there's this woman um, sitting at this table, and she's kind of, kind of looks like maybe a homeless person or something, and just kind of saying really weird shit, just mm-hmm. like, to no one in particular and it was you know right out of I remember it was it was weird you know like what's up with this person yeah uh, um, Brenda comes out to um, I think maybe smoke a cigarette too she was smoking at the time and she sits at the at, uh, in the other chair at my table in between myself and this lady and um, kind of, this lady starts like getting me. more aggressive, <laughs> like and kind of louder and kind mm-hmm. of angrier. The stuff she's saying, and like I remember specifically, like some, like she said uh, at one point, she's like, um, "If if your right arm hurts you, cut it off," you know, like, like. Yeah. Weird wow. shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and saying stuff like, get up. Get out of my coffee shop. 
Yeah, get, yelling that at me. <laughs> yeah, like get up and start walking and keep on walking, you know, like. And after a while, Brenda kind of was like, you know, I think I'm gonna. This seems like it might be directed at me. I think I'm gonna go back inside, you know. Yeah. And um, so I, you know, I stayed there for a couple minutes, finishing my cigarette. Then I go inside, and I'm like sitting, kind of in the middle of the coffee shop with. Brenda's family and like I kept looking out the window at this woman like kind of to my left just because you know just going what exactly what's the deal with this yeah, person yeah 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 um and I look at her like like this one final time I look over there and she's her eyes are like glowing like this pale blue and she's looking at me, like she's like looking at me, and I, you know, I felt like I just looked away really quick, and I was just like, "Holy fuck!" You know, like yeah, 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 kind of terrified, and just kind of like looked away real quick to be just like, you know, um, uh, I'm not paying attention to you or something, you know? Yeah, and um. That was it. I mean, that's it. That's. Though my family, when I went back in, I could still see Todd and I could still see her because I was looking out the window every now and again. But after the fact, I told them what had happened and they said they didn't see anybody sitting beside us. I forgot about that. Yeah, my my family were like, there was I didn't see anybody. There was nobody there, and I was like, didn't you see that woman who looked a little bit crazy and she kept shouting at me and that's and they they were like, I didn't see anything and yeah, it was like nobody else seemed to be reacting or responding with this person, which I thought was kind of weird, but which is why I was like, oh, it's me, so I leave. But yeah, it was kind of it was especially for Todd, a complete non-believer. Yeah. So if I told him that story, it would have been like, ah, that never happened. It's all wow. Your yeah. What, what kind of did she have modern? Probably. Did she have modern clothing on? Like, I don't really. I mean, that's this why is, she appeared kind of homeless. Just kind of like shabby. Yeah. And dark and kind of sh- lots of shawls and kind of weird yeah. for the weather. But yeah, that's why we thought, oh, she's she's probably homeless. Like Savannah have a lot of homeless. So yeah. You know, uh, what I thought was kind of, uh, I guess shocking wouldn't be the correct word, but uh, I thought that the homeless folks there were, like, super nice, and, like, I, we never had any issues with them, and so um, I think for the whole time we were there, maybe one person said something to us, but it wasn't even, you know, that crazy, but um, that is, wow, what time of year was that that you were there? In the summer, summer. Yeah. yeah, I think it was Ryan June. Wow, May or May, probably May because it's cheaper for the family to come out. And it's daytime, it's right? Daytime, yeah, yeah. Day, bro, it was about two, two or three o'clock. The sun was still up, it was lovely. Wow, and the eyes looked like they were like, sh- like giving off light or something, or yeah, like glowing, like a really pale blue light. Damn. I'm like, Okay, maybe it was a reflection off the glass, but it was not Nobody that. Could see her. It was like terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not normal. Wow. Know? She was looking at me. Yeah. You know? 
<laughs> that is wild. Dude, that, I got a little bit of goosebumps on that, man. Yeah. Um, Especially because she was yelling, get out of my coffee yeah, shop. Yeah, because they always say, like, ghosts are territorial. Yep. Savannah, it's supposed to be, you know, it's like the number two most Starbucks. city behind New Orleans. You know? Right. Yeah. It's super, there is something going on there. It, You know, like like New Orleans, you can feel something in the air. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing there. And it's like, I was thinking about that when I when we were there. And you just feel the history you know, I know Brenda comes from uh, overseas, and she probably has that in droves in the UK. But I over here, like I said, like I get that whenever I go to New England and stuff like that. But then you forget that parts of the country from down in that area are really they they've been around forever. It's a port town, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like all you can just feel the weight of something. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they had a lot of deaths from yellow fever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Lots yeah, did, of they, deaths. did they talk about that on the any of the ghost tours? You think? Yeah, yeah, they talked a lot about the. Um, there was a lot of deaths and there's, there was some, uh, like obviously civil war and stuff like yeah. that. But, yep. uh, even before that, there was like a bunch of, uh, military deaths and stuff down there. And they were talking about how a lot of the, the, the city just built on top of bodies basically. Cause mm-hmm. back then you would just bury someone where they fell basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, I, I mean, definitely everybody, yeah, everybody, with yellow fever, they would bury a lot of people alive because the respirations would get so low and the heart right. would get so low, they would think they were dead. Oh, man. And that's, that's where uh, um, that whole, like, bell thing, what is it? Yeah, dead, yeah, dead ringer. By the bell, yes. they would tie bells right. yeah. toes. Yeah. And they'd hear the bells ringing in the graveyard yeah. and you know, to pick the body back up again, like, yeah. hello. <laughs> yeah, got a dead ringer. Yeah. What if what if no one was listening and ooh. So are you, Brenda, do you fall toward the uh spiritual do you, do you Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, no, I I just I don't discount anything cuz yeah, I'm yeah. like, well, you know, who are we to say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And I'm very open, but Todd has always been very oh, that's ridiculous. So when that happened, I was like, aha. Yeah, <laughs> those are the best people to tell stories like this because, like, a person that already believes or is open to that stuff is one thing, but somebody who doesn't—it's you know—we've heard all kinds of weird stories. Yeah, and a lot of people that that tell these stories just kind of you know the same position as Todd is like you know I really have no dog in the fight this just happened and I didn't believe it until I saw it, but, um, it's, um, some things happen sometimes that yeah. you just can't explain. And it's, it's, yeah. It's, and, you know. and I've done, I've never like I've, seen Todd so freaked out. He was so freaked out yeah. by the whole thing. He was just like, ah, I don't know what just happened, but it was weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, like I said earlier, you know, uh, like I've known, I've known you guys for about, for for 10 years and um this is the first time that you know he told me the story and i know that he he had mentioned it briefly once or at least once or twice before but like i knew it if i I knew whatever it was had had affected you in some way because you just kind of like 
nah, I, nah, I just, I'm not now. You know, that kind of thing. You just, you know, you kind of like just pushed it to the side. And that is a freaky ass story, man, with the, with the eyes and with the fact that nobody else saw, saw anybody besides you two who interacted with whatever that was. And, you know, again, Savannah being so notably haunted. Everybody I know who is lives in Savannah or lived in Savannah and a good chunk of people who've just, you know, stayed in Savannah have some kind of experience that they can't explain. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just one of those things. Like Barry says, like New Orleans is just full of, you know, its own, uh, you know, weird energy mojo going on. Um, and, you know. It's yeah. it's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For better or worse for Todd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Education. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, port cities too, uh, the addition of the water and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, I think it adds, there's something to that too. Like, and obviously all the old history and the spirituality stuff that, is gone on, you know. It's, old it's, for us, of course. Not old for so us, much, right? Yeah, I'm speaking not so much a, for, for Brandon, Ameri- right? I'm speaking but, in American terms. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So, oh, cool. Man. Yeah, that that there's it's. I love the. I miss that old South. Like like I was saying earlier, like we live in the South technically, but it's every other person here is from New York or Philly or DC. Right. Or, Something about that old Savannah and the, yeah, yeah. St. Augustine is another one down past right. Florida. That's like one. That's like what you're you're talking about. Like one of the oldest cities in America, if not maybe the oldest. I, I think know. it yeah, is. Yeah. St. Augustine. It's the oldest year. Well, it's the oldest European city. Um, well, it's the oldest. It's the first Spanish one. Um, you know, there could have been, we're learning now all the time about, you know, there could have been um, settlements uh, from like the Vikings and, and, and from the Chinese on the West Coast. But as far as like, um, you know, it, that was the first settlement that was a big settlement that in America yeah. as a city post Columbus. So was that you know. 1500s? Well, yeah, it would have been uh, Columbus was. 1492 so it would have been you know somewhere after in that you know late early that turn of that century yeah so yeah wow which is uh, uh very that's old as fuck for uh for the u.s so yeah yeah when my uh parents came out to visit years and years ago um they first came to our house and i was explaining all the house was built in you know 52 and they were both like, oh, so it's new. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, kinda. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. That's I, I it's, Yeah. They have such a different sense of history because, like, one time we were going, we were driving to Brenda's younger sister's wedding in South England. Just accidentally drove by Stonehenge. Like we're driving wow. down the motorway, and we're like, "Isn't that holy shit?" <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah, that's that's uh, yeah. I I don't think I'd want to get used to that. 
I don't. I wouldn't ever want to take that for granted. So mm. you know, maybe it's good that I don't get to see that all the time. Out here is pretty. No surprise. Yeah. It's so close to the motorway. Mm-hmm. And in Ireland, well, in Ireland, things pop up all the time, like Druid's graves are just off the road, and you don't right. air unless you know it's there. Right. Because it's behind something, and people are like, "Oh yeah, that's that's the old uh, Druid graveyard." Yes. Uh, yeah. Make sure and hang something on the wishing tree. <laughs> we don't have that. <laughs> We've got, you know, well, we've got some of that, but not nearly as uh, much because, you know, we had some, there are like um, Native American earthworks, you know, like there's uh, burial mounds and right. then there's like, you know, um, the um, the serpent mounds over close to where I live, um, you know, where they did stuff like that. But it wasn't as, you know, like because of, I guess... I, I mean, I'm overgeneralizing here, but the migratory patterns of, you know, a lot of the Native Americans, um, you know, how they didn't leave a lot of, they didn't have as, they're sacred, the whole planet was sacred to them. So it wasn't like certain, you know, spots, but of course there were the certain spots like the Snake Mound and stuff like that. Um, and of course, you know, a lot of, a lot of what they had put together uh, was destroyed by white people coming over from Europe. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's... Um, I, was, um, I remember whenever... I, we were talking to somebody from Australia or something. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I've been over to Australia, and it's, it was founded about the same time as America is, so it's very similar. It looks similar. There's, like, architecture similar. and uh, And then you go to a place like... Japan where like they have this really weird thing where like they will only let a building get I think it's like 20 years old and then they tear it down and rebuild because it's too old you know which is weird you know Uh, but yeah I just we have a weird sense of of time and I mean if you buy a house here in the states that's more than you know a hundred years old or maybe 120 some years old. That's old house. Yeah, well, you now know. if you buy a house that was built in the 60s, that's an old house. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> or for sure, at least like the 19 early part of the the 19th uh, the 20th century. It's old. Right. But like, yeah, that's nothing compared. Like, like Brenda was saying, her her folks saying that you know 1952 is a new house. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I did. I beg to differ when it comes to electrics and plumbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be hard having to deal with that with a really old. Now it, that's what we're dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like we have cast iron pipe. We have a cast oh. iron pipe in the in down in my studio that just started leaking the other day because uh, it's that uh, they. They, I don't know if y'all know how like cast it. They get these pinholes going from the inside out. So I've heard of that. Um, and back when this house was built, I don't think they knew as much about cast right. iron as they do now. But like this pipe's like, you know, seventy-five years old, and those and cast iron only has a life of I don't know. I was fifty years, I think. Probably 50 to 80 years or yeah, so. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of the older houses, the the lesser, the cheaper houses in the South used to have 
um, tar pipes. So they basically they were tar, tar covered like paper basically Um, and yeah and so those they lasted for you know a little while but you know those things you you stay in the ground and and it's just they rot you know they eventually will they'll rot and deteriorate and melt and all of that but yeah when i learned that i was very surprised because that doesn't it just doesn't seem like a very I don't know. It didn't seem very smart way to for sewage, but you know, yeah. They, I guess it worked at the time. Yeah, yeah. I've also heard cement, like because our house, we've had issues with our pipes. Back in the day, when they poured the cement on top of the the the, the pipes, the 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 combination in the cement would erode the pipes. Huh, also. Uh, huh. Which we have we have an issue with here, so yeah, oh, that's interesting. I need to get that. Reminds me, I need to get my pipes cleaned. Hey, um, but <laughs> I'm getting my pipes cleaned next month. I got to go in All for right. the old uh, rotor rooter job. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm getting to that age. Well, me too. Me too. Both ends, you know. I'm not excited. So I just re- I, this off the subject, but I just realized my dog is. Are you getting all kinds of dog snoring on this recording? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's fine. We we have animals. Like I said, my well, my cat knocked my mic over, and you know, she uh, one of them uh, will speak up often during a uh, whenever we're talking to people. You know, it happens. We pets pets are allowed. You know, <laughs> but no, we haven't been haven't been hearing anything. Get this. We call it What's Your Weird Story, right? But we don't limit it to weird stories. It's true. Sometimes we have crazy travel and epic adventure stories. Sometimes we do book reports and other special episodes. Sometimes we'll cover some weird news. Sometimes I'll see one of my oldest, dearest friends just dancing around and punching the air for five minutes before we sit down and record an episode. But hey, it's all good because it's fun to talk to people, to make new friends, to get in touch and reacquainted with old friends and hear amazing stories. Cool. Let's talk about Dead Halos. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you've got a, a new a new band that you're you're doing, and you've released an EP, right? Do sure. you have do you have is that the only thing you've released so far? Yeah, just those five songs. It sounds great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's good stuff for uh, for listeners. Uh, I, I would say I would describe it as very um, influenced by like you know like. Um, like Bauhaus, uh, and as I was just saying earlier, the, kind of a uh, like a, a darker, heavier, early Jane's Addiction kind of vibe. Um, it's definitely got a lot of the, you know, it's got it's very, you know, I hear a lot uh, of Brit influence. Yeah, yeah, definitely, influence. and it, like early goth as far right. as you know, Joy Bauhaus, Division, Joy Division, yeah, sure, and yeah. such like that yeah. before it became. Um, 
whatever the hell they're calling goth now. Um, you know, I would say before the eyeliner, but the eyeliner has always been in goth. Um, <laughs> you know, Robert Smith, you know, but, um, but yeah, like that early, you know, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, just very atmospheric and moody and yeah. like, it's really cool. Good man, ear man. candy. Nice uh, ear candy. Yeah, man. definitely. You know, oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, how, so is this, did you play everything or is this a band or? No, just, it's, I found myself with, without a band for the first time in many years. And I just kind of, you know, I was like, well, just like, got to keep the show on the road. Mm-hmm. You. Like, uh, fuck it. I'll just do it myself. You know, I have a yeah. studio now. I have all the gear and the ability to, you know, the skills to do it. So I was like, fuck it. All right. That's great. It was a learning experience for sure. I mean, I haven't like sang or written lyrics or played bass or, you know, like in years, I've just basically been playing guitar for the past decade. So, yeah. um, knocked a bunch of rust off of some of these other things, which is probably a good thing. And how, how you, yeah, go ahead. You, Cause you were, you were, um, you, with the Mercators. That was the, it was Mercators, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, you were the were, you were vocalist for them, right? Yeah, and, and songwriter, yeah. and so yeah, you had had the that experience, but of course, it, it had been a while since you know, I guess all of that. So, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I've been doing backing vocals for a long time, but this is not yeah. the same as like so oh no, that's out like you know, yeah, right. I think. Um, the uh, if you're a songwriter, you have the ability to write songs. It's it's never a better time to do that than with the technology that we've got. Is it's just amazing that you can you can you can fill a bunch of roles, and it's just so much easier than mm-hmm. what it used to be. So you know, having that. Did you you said you built a studio and you've you've been working on that and that did that co- coincide with this r- recording or how did that work out? Uh, I mean that happened when COVID hit. I just was I mainly do live sound and I've been wanting to get more into doing studio stuff for a while anyway. And COVID hit and I was like unemployed for a long time and mm. like I was like there's no better time to build this studio. So yeah. That's yeah. a, that's awesome. So, yeah, were they songs that you've been writing for a while, working on for a while, or did they all kind of come together at one at one moment? They all just. I mean, some of the lyrics were from I just, like again, like trying to remember how to write lyrics and singing all this stuff. It was like I had a big pile of lyrics from years and years and years ago. And I kind of just was like leafing through that stuff, yeah. looking for material um but it came it all like was pretty quick i mean i wrote and recorded everything and i'm not i don't normally work fast at all yeah but i did i mean i had like eight or nine songs that i was working on um and ended up being the five on the ep and but it was like written and recorded pretty much like three months you okay. know that's great um, yeah. Considering that, considering you did it all of it, hundred percent yourself, yeah, uh, that's that's really impressive. Three months, yeah, from, yeah, basically from scratch. I mean, you know, um, yeah, 
and it's yeah, like Barry was saying, it's amazing what you know a one man band can sound like today, as opposed to you know like Hazel Atkins, um, right. you know <laughs> where you know one where you got the guitar and the harmonica and the yeah, kick, yeah. kick drum, yeah, all that you, different stuff. You, now you, you can yeah, you you twitch your your toe to get the hi hat to work, and yeah. uh, <laughs> now you can sound like you know I mean it's just it's it's amazing and like just be and i mean being able to um to to put it all together yourself at playing all the different parts and you know gluing it together and creating it wholeheartedly yeah is an epic that's an epic artistic achievement yeah. achievement unto itself so i've definitely hats off to you for yep. that yep uh, what's 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 your process like like do you start just how do you write? Are, are you writing songs on an acoustic guitar? Are you coming up with like like melody and lyrics first, or how how do you what's what's that like for you? It was all over the place. I mean, this is the first time I'd done this, so I was there was no process. I was just okay. like the first song on there, Diabolique. I did. I, I wanted to try this for a while, like just write drums, like write a song in reverse. Yeah. That mm. song, I, I played the drums. I got the drums and then I got the bass and then I did guitars and then I did vocals. Um, but it was all over the place for, um, you know, the other ones. What, what pro, what program are you, you working in? This pro tools. Pro tools. Nice. Yep. Mm. Uh, and then do you have I know some of the some of it was or is it all live drums or some of it sampled? It's a blend. It's the first song is all live. I think two songs are both digital and acoustic drums, a blend, and then two songs are just digital, I think. Okay. Mm, nice. But I always liked the I, you, know, you know that band the kills. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I you but, know what's funny is I, I recorded her first stuff when she was with discount i don't know if you ever listened to discount no is it it's yeah it was, that was her pop punk band from uh f- i think we recorded their stuff in 94 wow yeah 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 she was they were a big deal in uh they were from uh i want to say vero beach florida Hmm. Um, and we ran a DIY punk rock studio in Orlando. We were a bunch of recording art students and we got enough gear together somehow to like piece together a crappy Mackie board and some ADATs. And these kids came in and they blew me away. She was amazing. I knew immediately she was going to be a star. I mean, she just had something about her and she wrote some poetry we had we'd have people come in they tag all over the walls and stuff and she came in and she wrote some poetry on the wall and i would just remember being like she's 16 years old something like that and i'm like damn she's got it man she's uh so yes the kills are great great stuff yeah that's awesome yeah i always kind of liked how they kind of blended like you can't tell if it's acoustic or digital drums. Right. Mm-hmm. That was kind of one of the ideas knocking around in my head, you know. Nice. For, for getting drums It's out. hard to yeah. play. For people that don't know, uh, playing drums 
is hard enough. Playing drums in time is very difficult. It yeah. was a challenge. Yeah. I'm not very good with the whole like beat detective stuff. Yep. Um, I mean, it was getting incredibly time consuming in a few instances where I'm like chopping up every single kick drum and like manually lining stuff up. It, <laughs> right, right. Man. it yeah. takes a while. Yeah. It sounds great though. I mean, I, yeah. I, you know, cause I could tell I'm like, somebody's playing drums. So I think that's important to keep some raw elements to stuff, you know, when you're doing stuff like you're doing, cause it just adds it's that thing to it that you, you know, that you, for me anyway, I, I, I like raw instruments. So it's, it sounds great, man. It sounds great. So you record everything in Pro Tools, mix everything in Pro Tools. Did you, yeah. ma- did you master it yourself? No, I got uh, this guy Nick Peterson to master it. Okay. He, uh, that, did you know Nick? Adam? I'm not sure. It sounds familiar, but I don't know. He's, he is. Uh, I mean, he's just a pretty talented guy all around. He's a musician. He's been in a million. He's been around this area forever. But he has a his business is called Track and Field Recording. Um, but he's super knowledgeable. Like he mastered the the big Bony Bear record that, oh, like, when that blew up. Nice. I uh, think I've heard of Track and Field, but I that in that area, but I can't remember anything specifically. What was what bands were he, was he in? Um, he's been in. Uh, I'm not going to remember the names of them. Um, what was the guy that was in, um, you know, H.C. McIntyre, uh, Mount Moriah, you know that band Mount Moriah? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Uh, Horseback, he had, before this guy was in, it, uh, I'm probably not making any sense. He was one of his, he, I think he played in this band Horseback. Okay. He's been in a few things. Yeah. My memory isn't working right now, but that's yeah, <laughs> no worries, man. I think uh, ma- mastering is an important part of the process that a lot of people overlook when they're making records. But like, if you can if you can afford to hire somebody to do mastering for you, it's it's a good it's a good money well spent. Yeah, in, in mean, my opinion, cost that much money. I just wanted to get another good pair of ears on it yep. as like final quality control yeah <laughs> as you know making a record by yourself can drive you nuts yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and also you know and like you said you, you need uh fresh ears on it because you have you've heard all the parts and at some point you can't see it quite as the whole as from the parts um, it's like, I'm thinking like, you know, painting, um, you right. know, you've got all these different elements yeah. that you're putting into it and you know, in your mind and what you've done in the process, you know, what's working for you, what issues you still have with it, maybe. Um, uh, but you need to have somebody else be like, okay, this works or that doesn't work. Or maybe we try this, you know, add a little there. And that's very important. And that's where, you know, having somebody master it and then having somebody, you know, just yeah. who, you know, gets it, yeah. you know, uh, the you more know, hands. Yeah, you it's the, like yeah. being a painter and 
you gotta sometimes go stand on the other side of the room. Yeah. Right. Perspective. Yeah. Or even turn it upside down. You know, you get a definitely yeah. get a new perspective. So, yeah. But uh, uh, for everybody mm-hmm. listening out there, um, I'm, you know, if you do, uh, I'm, go- I'm trying to plug Barry here. Uh, if you need audio engineering, yeah. helping stuff. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Contact I'm your guy. Barry for that. Yep. Yep. So, That's, uh, uh, I've built a bunch of studios and like recorded a, a bunch. And um, I just, I love it. I, uh, I'm I'm just always fascinated with how different people approach things and how they, what the creative process is because it's different for everyone. Um, and, but I don't think that people understand that don't really have much knowledge about music or how it's done. Like the music is only as good as the person standing in front of the instrument or with the instrument on or s- the song itself. Like you know, you can't replace that. And it's, uh, it's, that's important. And, um, I love the fact that people are still making music and still being creative and wanting to express themselves. Cause there's nothing like it. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. like it. You do, you do you do a lot of mastering? I don't do mastering. I, uh, I mean, I faux master stuff, but, um, no, I, once it gets to that point, I, I send it to somebody. Um, I've got. So what's the? Yeah. Sorry, what's? I'm going to interrupt here for our listeners. What's? What is it? The difference between the mastering and from the editing and all of the uh, engineering. Well, when you're when you're engineering, like you're there's a bunch of things that go into engineering. Obviously, like editing and things like that, like Todd's talking about. And then the the mixing process of, is mixing all of the things that you've recorded, all the tr- all mm-hmm. the single tracks recorded, and then you 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 put that down to two stereo tracks, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you give that off to someone that can en- enhance it, basically, and make sure that like th- the levels are really good between songs, mm-hmm. and you can do a lot in mastering. Um, but if you don't have a good stereo mix to start with, you're kind of screwed. You know what okay. I mean? So, you, so it really does depend on the mix itself. But when you give it to what a mastering engineer should do is take what you've done and make it better, you know, and there's a lot of things that they can do. They can bump low end up or make things a little bit more creamy in the mids and okay. they can widen things more. There's, there's, there's a lot to it, but okay, uh, yeah. I'd always wondered that. And with our modern times, the thing about like all the different streaming platforms that it's going to be, and different listening systems versus correct. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Gotta, yeah. It's got to translate, and even like when you when you do vinyl, that's a kind of a different thing too. So yep. Sometimes you got to get it remastered for vinyl, so. But yeah, it's great. I, I uh, I'm a big fan of uh, I, if if he, I've never been in the position to have like, oh, I'll record the band and the record, and then I'll pass it off to somebody else to mix it, and then they'll pass it off to somebody else to master. I've never had that kind of a budget to deal with. But there are people that make their living just mixing records, just mastering records, just recording records, producing mm-hmm. records. You know. It's a whole thing, but as budgets have shrunk, 
so has the workload. You got to take on more. You know what I mean? You got to you got to be all you got to do all of it. You know. Yep. So like like your case, you know, it's like you wouldn't be able to to do that record thirty years ago. I mean, it cost yeah. you an arm and a leg. You oh know? yeah, dude. I mean, it cost me like two hundred sixty bucks to get it mastered. That's great. Yeah, that's that's nothing. That yep. is nothing I mean, for getting something mastered. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I had to pay like. You know, I mean, obviously it was years of buying microphones and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. lumber and insulation and stuff yeah. to build. You know, all that. Do you have, what do you have for preamps? What are you running everything through? Just, uh, I have a Behringer X32. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Those are killer. A, I mean, it's just, you know, they're not that expensive. I don't have like thousands of dollars. To, and I, I thought about buying two little eight input interfaces and linking them together but i just wanted more inputs and yeah i also doing live sound it's like that's that console's in every other venue exactly that too so yeah and all the plugins you nowadays you can make shit sound like it was recorded on tape Mm -hmm. you know with a tube mic or you know whatever it's kind of it's kind of crazy but uh i recorded some stuff with with that, with that Behringer setup, and I was I was flabbergasted at how good it sounded. It sounded amazing, man. Actually, some of it went on the record that we put out, Adam. And uh, I was just like, you can do a lot with a little, man. And it doesn't, you know, you don't have to spend a shit ton of money on, you know, uh, ninety six input Amec console for half a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, can you? Yeah. Can you imagine what kind of a budget and how much of a time it would have taken you to do uh, that record all by yourself and doing it all on, you know, on magnetic tape? Yeah. You know, if somebody had done it, you know, you had recorded it in a studio on, in analog. Yeah. Uh, it would have sound probably it would sound amazing, but still, that would have taken forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just yep. forever, and then editing in analog was, you know, that's a whole other yep. ball of wax, man. That and the yeah, price of the tape. Little, yep. Like one little click of a mouse now is like twenty minutes of like cutting tape with a yeah, razor. right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, for sure. That's cool, man. So yeah, uh, it's it's available on all platforms, right? Because I pulled it up on iTunes. And I know Adam sent me a Spotify link. Yep. 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 Uh, yeah. It should be. Uh, yeah. I went through CD baby. So they. Cool. It's all everywhere. As far as I know. Great. Awesome. Great. Yeah. So everybody needs to go and check out dead halos. And, um, what's the, is there, a, is it, is it just an EP or is there a name to the EP? I can't remember. The self-titled, the self-titled EP. Um, you can, uh, it's the best, the best place to, if you want to give me money for it to go to my band camp. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, what do you have? Do you have anything? Um, you have Instagram or uh, Facebook set up? Uh, how can yeah. people, how can people get, get into your world? I guess. Yeah. People, uh, yeah. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook and, uh, I have a SoundCloud and a band camp. Yeah. I need followers. So cool. Is it just under Dead Halos? Dead Halos. Well, the uh, band camp is Dead Halos Music. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, awesome. if you, you know, go to band camp and you search Dead Halos, it'll 
So nice. Are you working on any th- new stuff? Yeah, I got like two songs almost done. Probably, hopefully. Nice. Uh, I'm liking them. I'm having fun. I was recording like. I tried some, like, on this one, I tried to do, you know, like, all that weird Tom Waits percussion stuff. You know, it was, like, banging on pipes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was this one song I was, like, sharpening knives, just going. Nice, nice. That's cool, dude. <laughs> nice. It's fun. That's great. I like I like stuff that has the weird layers and such. I guess that's why I was, like, a fan of, like, the... Uh, um, like uh, Mercury Rev and the Flaming Lips, yeah, you know, from in the '90s, you know how they had like they put vacuum cleaners or whatever, whatever that's needed to fill the sound. You know, they were very experimental with stuff, you yeah. know, beyond just the guitars and bass and drums, and you know, and you get that cool stuff, uh, and like you know, uh, Tom Waits and experimentals, uh, like you know, I think there, a lot of that element in music is um it just it makes it richer it just makes it textural uh and just more ear candy like you're saying bear yeah 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 cool man well todd thanks for hanging out with us man yeah and, dude uh, that's a hell of a story man. yeah it's great you know, it's worth the wait i'll tell you that too so that's so great. weird man yeah i'm yeah. gonna have dreams of glowing blue glowing eyes tonight (laughs) (laughs) thanks for having me i appreciate it of course man anytime anytime you want to come back we'd love to have you man so you get some new music out yeah brenda too yep see you guys all right (laughs) bye take care guys Hey, you know what we need? What's that? We need a new ad for our merch store. Our merch store. I've had a few people reach out to me and ask me, just how do we get What's Your Weird Story merch? Huh. How do we get that What's Your Weird Story merch? What's dash your, spelled Y-E-R, dash weird, dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's what's dash your spelled y-e-r dash weird dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's correct get in touch with us go buy some merch we got some cool stuff yeah dude and you know what if any of our listeners out there have some really cool ideas or has some really cool what's your weird story type art that they want to see on a t-shirt get a hold of us Maybe it'll happen. I uh, love the stories. You know, he Savannah, of course, I love a lot. I went there a couple of months ago and fell in love with it. And I love that he had a story and not just a story, but a story that he wasn't even he wouldn't even believed it if he were telling the story to himself. Dude, like I said, it, I had waited for a while to hear that story from him. Uh, it, it was something that, like, he would say something about, and then he kind of like, I don't know if it was like it loses confidence in sharing it, or um, if he just wasn't sure how to, you know, really describe it, really yeah. get it out. Yeah. 
um, is a weird. That's a weird one, dude. Yeah, it is. That's a weird one because that's a really whatever that that woman was. Uh, that that's a very you know I mean that's a close encounter of whatever she was. Yeah, you know because I mean you see her and just being that in close to somebody who's you know unfortunately is probably suffering from some heavy mental uh trauma yeah and yeah. mental illness you know that's what you're assuming yeah um and you know just you kind of have to like just you know ride that out you know you know you just kind of have to ignore them to let them just be in their own place sure. yeah you know what's going on there right but then you know uh when you come back inside and join the family and you look outside and there she is with her head turned around facing you uh, eye eye uh, with glowing eyeballs uh, dude that's a whole other thing right there yeah. so i understand yeah i understand why todd doesn't really I understand why Todd doesn't normally share that story. Yeah, because uh, it's not unlo- It's it's not like Todd. He's very down to earth, very level headed. Yeah, very you know calm and centered and everything. Yeah. and like that's story is you know that's a blip. Yeah, uh, on on his on his radar. That's a strange strange happening, and of course you know, but with Brenda being there, um. Uh, they are one of my favorite couples, you know, people who have like, you, you know, it's always like whenever you talk about people that it's like, you know, it's always Todd and Brenda, yeah, you know, right. They're one of my favorite couples. They're fun. That's awesome. Um, she is. A, she's a firecracker, uh, an Irish fire. I can tell. I can tell. And, uh, you know, and I, I love those guys. They're, yeah. they're good, good people. I think seeing something is different than hearing something also, because like. You know, if you experience, like, you hear a name or you hear a sound or something, you can kind of, like, put that off, you know, and, like, Mm -hmm. but to see something like that in your face and, like, real is, Mm -hmm. that's another level of, like, you can't deny that. (laughs) And I think that's that's probably why, like, he had a difficult time saying anything to anybody because... People know him as a very calm, collective guy. And then to mm-hmm. say, you know, like we've had that many times on the show where people, yeah. they share these stories and they're like, I never say this because I'm afraid that people are going to think I'm crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But hey, we're the avenue to do that. And uh, this is just another proof of uh, concept. That's right. That's right. Um, so, you know, hey, you know, make your New, Re- New Year's resolution uh, for this year to be share your stories here on the show. Uh, and also, uh, we've got to, after we're talking here, after we're, we've bl- finished running our mouths, um, we've got a track that Todd gave us from his EP, from his Dead Halos EP, for everybody to go and listen to um, after our uh, normal uh, post. It's our post credits. Uh, gift to you and check it out and then go check out dead halos on um wherever you listen to music um because it's uh it's cool it's great it's good stuff i really really like it i'm not even i'm not even saying that uh because he's a friend i actually do it's <laughs> really good like it no it's and good it is really good and you know and it's it's because uh, like I, I i don't hold back 
uh, on my friends' music. I tell them what I think, um, because, and they respect me for that. And uh, and I and I do really really like uh, what he's doing here. It it feeds my dark um, and in gothy kind of needs. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. the atmosphere and everything. Yep. It's good. It's really good, and it's good winter music. Yes, it is as well. So agreed. Go and check that out. And uh, awesome. Awesome sauce. Um, am I bringing that back for 2024? Sounds like probably. It. Great. I don't know. Probably not. We'll see. Do it. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. If I, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> I'll remind you to bring it back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Weirdsville. Uh, we want to uh, thank you for joining us again in this new year. We wish you all. Uh, uh, and happy new year and uh, we hope it is a fantastic and weird new year we want to encourage you all to join us every week as we release new episodes we've got so much good stuff coming in 2024 so much barry this is for you so much awesome sauce yes. in 2024 love it, love it. um coming to your ears and uh we hope you all enjoy it and we hope that you let us know um you can uh, make sure to subscribe on your podcatcher wherever you listen make sure you subscribe so that you always have the latest episode in the in the barrel there for your ear holes whenever it comes time for you to do your pod listening and, uh, you know, rate us and review us if you can, if it's available. Give us the top ratings. Give us high praise and reviews. Um, that really helps us grow in the algorithm. Uh, you know, that helps us grow and in, in notice and get, grow our audience, getting more people to join Weirdsville, getting more people to uh, be guests and to share their stories. And just, you know, and have a good time and build our community even larger. We build it larger every year. And it's it's awesome and we love it. If you want uh, and you haven't followed us on our social medias, do it there. Join our Facebook page or follow it. Uh, follow our Instagram and uh, talk to us. Send us uh, messages. Um, send us emails. Uh, W-I-W-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. You know, share your thoughts and uh, just, you know, let's keep this awesome community growing in 2024. Awesome sauce. (laughs) I guess it's official now. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next time. Until then, be safe. Be weird. I'm a red
without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.